Hey, it's Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... Mona Firefighter. It's great to chat to you tonight. Release date is nearly here. How excited are you as it approaches? I'm super excited. We all are in High Fighter. Tomorrow's release day. Um, so, yeah, I've just opened my final and a cold beer to uh, enjoy the last evening without the first uh, album with the band. So, yeah, we are really excited and very stoked uh, to finally get this baby out tomorrow. It's awesome. How pleased are you with the responses from the media and the fans who have heard the album? Because I understand you've been streaming the whole, a- whole album. Is that right? Yeah, we put out some snippets first and um, we just released a video for the track Blinders and um, we just put in a full album stream online. So um, we are really stoked about the attention and feedback we got so far for this record. We did not expect that. So we are very, very lucky to read all these amazing feedbacks from fans, from press. This is really amazing for us. Is there a specific reason for the album title? Yeah, uh, I mean, And um, we thought uh, while we were looking for an album title and we were looking for which track should we do as an album title, we thought that Scars and Crosses totally represents the full album in its entirety and it's um, a perfect representation for the entire vibe and sound the album has. Um, and Scars and Crosses deals a lot about uh, the past, about the wounds and inner demons that life may have given you over your entire history. And um, I choose the cross as a symbol of all that, of the roots, and like a metaphor for all the evil, um, because I play a lot with uh, heaven and hell in my lyrics. So um, we choose the cross for that as a metaphor. But it's about, yeah, the scars, um, the, the of your soul, I don't mean physical scars, but um, of your soul that life may have given you. And sometimes, I don't know if you make these experiences as well, I make them, and I think many people out there as well, that um, for many people in society or in any relationships, your scars that you collected over your life um, is a bad attitude for people or a bad character. And we say no on this album, it's not. I think people should... Um, learn to love others who have their scars, who have their history, who have their like sometimes even bad attitude, if you say so. And um, people should more learn to love also those because all our scars and our history, it, they engrave us. And um, it, it engraves us so much, same as the good things in life and the good things and sides of your character. I think the scars of our souls belong to us as much as the good sides. So we say, hey, stop just picking the good sides of a person. If you want to love someone, if you want to accept someone, if it's a friend, if it's in a relationship, if it's in society, then accept the whole package, including the scars. So that's Scars and Crosses about. If I was to ask you, what would be your favorite song on the album today? Oh, this is really mean of you. <laughs> because it's very hard to choose. I I think every single song has its very own spirit on that record. But if I can just choose one, it, it would be definitely Scars and Crosses, I think. Especially when we play that track live. 
it gives me really goosebumps and there's a great energy in the crowd with the crowd together and I think that song has everything we um, represent on, on the album so I would go with Scars and Crosses today <laughs> maybe tomorrow it will change <laughs> so totally, if I was totally new to High Fighter which two tracks from the album would you play me then? yeah I would play Scars and Crosses but I would also play Gods to you because that represents also our Doomy side. Darkest Days, absolutely, you should definitely play. I would play that track track for, for you if you don't know High Fighter as well, yeah. And then in the end, to kick into your face, I would go with Blinders. <laughs>
how do you feel High Fighters sound has developed since the EP? I think, you know, you must know that we, when we recorded The Goat Ritual back in 2014, in the end of 2014, we just came out, every one of us came out of uh, different bands and with different backgrounds. Me and Christian, we played together in a heavy metal band called A Million Miles before. And the rest of the guys were in a stoner rock group called Buffalo Hump. So, and to that date when we recorded The Goat Ritual, it was live on one weekend in our rehearsal room when we got that um, EP done. Um, we also did not um, play one single show together with High Fighter. We just released uh, this EP without having played live together. So nowadays I think, because after we released The Goat Ritual, we had the chance to play lots of gigs over the last year. In 2015 we went on, I think, three tours. We played lots of shows, uh, including gigs with Corrosion of Conformity. We went on a tour with Ahab and Mammu Storm. We played a lot of, lots of festivals. And I think playing live as much as we did over the last year and since we released that first EP, The Goat Ritual, that really got us together in first place as a band, as a tight unit. And um, this also influenced our further songwriting. And also, after, right after we released The Goat Ritual, we even started to write the new songs for the album. So we also played them live on stage over the last year already. So. Um, these songs had a lot of time to grow and to grow with us as a band, which even became more than a band to me now. It became family. So, but I think playing live is the, is the biggest difference between both records now. We found ourselves, I think. We just really found a place where we belong and where we want to belong. So I think this is the biggest difference between both records that we really got together as a band on the road. Uh-huh. I mean, you're starting to burst into the limelight, aren't you? Especially in mainland Europe. Um, given the opportunity, which current artist or band would you love to perform alongside? And what's the ultimate festival to be playing this year? Um, last year, I mean, we played fantastic festivals. If you haven't got the chance, if you ever get the chance to visit Stone from the Underground in Germany, it's an awesome festival. Uh, we also had our first band flight to Portugal. This was amazing. We spent there four days and enjoyed a festival called Sonic Blast in Portugal. It was awesome. Um, and this year we just opened uh, Desert Fest Berlin, which has been a blast for us. I mean, Desert Fest Berlin is a great addition and we love that place. We love the crowd and the vibe, so that was awesome. And we have lots of uh, great festival gigs coming up now, um, such as uh, for us, I think it will be the biggest festival we have ever played, Summer Breeze, in Germany. So we are really looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, we just announced lots of summer shows, including an album release tour with Earthship and Mamu Storm. And um, we are going to play lots of festivals this year. And we hope to play as much as we can this year. Uh, hopefully also the, the UK again, because we just played three shows in the UK last year. It was in April 2015. But um, we really hope to make as many gigs as possible this year. But I think one of the biggest shows coming up is definitely Summer Breeze Festival in Germany. Yeah, it'd be good if you can get back over to the UK. Um, do you play much in Belgium? 
Yeah. yeah, we just won. Uh, we played one show in Belgium. That was also back in April 2015. Right. That was um, actually our first tour we ever did in April last year when we teamed up with our friends from Poland. Uh, awesome doom band. I, I, I'm sure you know them, Sonata from uh-huh. Poland. It's an awesome doom band you need to check out. We've been on tour with them. And we played one show in Antwerp, in Belgium. We did, I think, three UK shows, including London, which was really amazing for us. We were not expecting such a great crowd in London for us, so we were really stoked, and we definitely want to come back. But we did some shows in France, Belgium, and this summer we are going to play our first show in the Netherlands near uh, Den Haag. So this is also pretty exciting for us. We really love to go to places where we've never been, and um, especially also returning to, to the great places we've already played, such as London or Paris, was also really amazing for us. So we just like to explore and go to places and see the world and meet good people. So yeah, just having a good time out on the road. Do you prefer playing festivals or small intimate gigs? You know, actually, to be honest, I don't see any big difference. I mean, festivals are cool and it's great playing, especially in the sun and um, a vibe on a festival, especially outdoor festivals, of course, totally different to club shows. but we enjoy every show, to be honest. We once played, speaking about Belgium, we played in Belgium last year and like, there was really no one knowing us. There were like, I think, five or six people at our show. I totally enjoyed that one. It was so much fun because I knew all the names of the, I asked every one of these six people for the name. So that was like really a family vibe in that room. <laughs> I enjoyed that one as same as I enjoyed playing Stone from the Underground in, in front of 2,000 people. So um, I think it's just really about having a good time, don't caring too much about, oh, how big is the show or not. Just having a good time if there's like just three people who enjoy it or 2,000 people, it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, there's no difference personally. I enjoy playing with my band life. In every moment. The album cover is quite interesting as well. Did you have a lot of input into the design for that? Actually, we worked again with Dominic Zohar. Uh, he's a very, very rad and talented artist from the UK. He's also responsible for our first uh, EP cover, The Goat Ritual. And we were so stoked about his artwork and how he works and how he draws. So we hired him again and we also just gave him some general a rough vision and um, our music and the lyrics and he got back to us with the first draft and we did not change that we were like mate hey this is perfect please go ahead and we also did not finish the end result we did not change the end result it was perfect like he sent it uh, because Dominic Zohar he perfectly gets our sound he gets our vibe And what's really impressing me most is that Dominic is able to read between the lines of my lyrics, which is really, really special to me because I don't write like in black or white, you know, you really uh, can interpret a lot into my lyrics. And then when he sent us the artwork, I was like, what the fuck is that heart in that hand of that woman? (laughs) It's like weird. But then I was like, fuck he totally got it (laughs) because um dominic really he gets the sound and the vibe 
and he is able to put that pain and the beauty on the other hand, which is a huge deal on scars and crosses, pain meets beauty. This is what he totally gets and totally represents with his artwork. And uh, we are huge fan of we are huge fans of Dominic and I'm also going to get him some ink uh, to draw for me because I want to have his art, not from Scars and Crosses or High Fighter, mm-hmm. but a very fat personal drawing from him, from him. I want to get inked sometime soon. So big fans of his work. You should, if you're in a band or if you, need, if you ever need any artworks and um, into that direction like we do, you should definitely check out Dominic Sohar. He's awesome. Which band or artist first inspired you to become a singer? Actually, I don't think that this was in particular an artist or a band. It was really just me. (laughs) Um, Or I have to say that it was my father, who's actually a professional guitar player and musician. He never did anything else in his life than just playing the guitar. Uh, He played for like musicals and in bands and like also stuff like top 40 bands and shit like that. But... um, I think I got that from him in my veins when I was born, and I was st- I started singing very very early when I was a child, already in the kindergarten when we had like shows with kindergarten stuff. You know, I was always the loudest one with the loudest voice, and um, when I was like four or five years old, I remember I was like standing on my bed and I was like singing loud and dancing on my bed, and I was always like dreaming of being on a stage one day, but I think um, these, um, these musical spirit, I got it from my father in first place, and um, later on uh, I started with like grunge stuff, and um, I started my first grunge band when I was like 12 years old, but that was really crap. Uh, I listened to lots of bands like Alice in Chains, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Nirvana. These were like my first heroes. And uh, when I got into metal, when I was like 14 years old and um, 15 years old, I started listening to I Hate God, Crowbar, Pantera, all that stuff. So um, I think these were the bands who really influenced me in any further personal music stuff I did. I mean, working for Napalm Records as well, do you find it hard to sort of keep up with all the bands that are coming out and do you sort of sometimes miss not listening to the older albums or do you have time to manage to listen to both? I mean, of course, I'm listening to a lot of new bands and all our artists I'm also working for. Um, Of course, you need to. Um, On a personal level, sometimes I get back to the old stuff when I'm really like just enjoying my time off and just some free time, but I'm always into new bands as well, so this is a passion of mine for so many years. I enjoy uh, really exploring also real underground bands and um, reading lots of blogs and online magazines as well to find out about new and underground bands, but um, that's, I think it's a mix of um, Staying open-minded for the new stuff and for new bands and new talents, uh, but also getting back to to the roots and to your to, to the music you grew up with. Mm-hmm. I think I would always prefer, of course, I would always prefer a Pantera album against maybe a new metal album. I have to be honest with you, but um, it's I think it's it's 
the it's the healthy mix of both. Totally, and also, of course, you come from Germany, which is just I love. Seem to have like a passion for German metal music. Um, why do you think Germany thrives so much with the power metal bands and like the doom bands and everything? What What do you think it is? Why do you think it's so? I don't know. I think it's better than British music. I don't know if it's better than British music. <laughs> Can't say that. But um, I think uh, over the years, it's also they got a lot of. Um, it happened a lot of support also from like official institutions. I mean, there's even um, the government of Germany is like supporting artists even in metal now. It did not happen like 10 or 15 years ago. Now you have some real good support and um, you can also afford rehearsal rooms and stuff like that. So bands are way more able nowadays to um, really focus on their music. Same like it happened in Sweden years ago, you know, at Gothenburg when the government like paid the rehearsal rooms for bands. That was amazing because this is why there's so much good music coming from Sweden because Swedish bands, they can just lock into their rehearsal room. They even don't have to go to work for that because government pays their rehearsal room. So, um, but on the other hand, I think also it's, it's the internet nowadays that you stay, you're in Britain, but now you can, you're, you have the ability to check out German bands way better than in the past. When, it's, and when there was no MySpace, no Facebook, no Spotify or anything. So um, you could not read a German magazine in Britain. So, I mean, I think, I think this is all the way um, to go now. So you can explore and find out about German bands way more easier than in the past. Because I think in the past there have always been great bands from Germany, but you never got any attention of them when you're in Britain. <laughs> Going back to the album then, I know it's getting released tomorrow, but are you constantly, are you always writing for new, for, for the next album? Yes, we do. Just last night I came back from rehearsals and we almost got a new track together for the second record. So yeah, we are already writing um, new tracks for it. It's, to be honest, it's a bit hard because now we are really focusing on getting the album out and playing live. So whenever you play live, you can't write new songs. Um, that's a bit of a struggle for, I think, many bands that play live a lot. But um, we're already working on it, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that there will be tons of records coming out in the future for High Fighter. Totally. I've not asked you, why did you why is the band called High Fighter? Is there a specific reason? Um, actually, we were searching for a name like real long. We even, I think we even got the EP done already and we still had no name. <laughs> but then it was Thomas, our drummer, because we are all big Star Wars fans and Thomas, he once came into the room and he was like, guys, I have an idea. I love that name TIE Fighter for a band, but I think there's already a band called TIE Fighter, right? So we were like, what about High Fighter? I have to be honest with you, we like to smoke weed, we like to drink, and um, we were like, hey, High Fighter is a great name because it can be anything. 
I can't tell you what who that high fighter is. Could be a very stoned fighter running through life, struggling, getting having his ups and downs, fighting um, for his own life, or it could be a very tall and mighty fighter. We just think high fighter is a very powerful name. It's not that typical to the style we play, so we find that very interesting. We could have a name with a goat or dope or whatever, but we thought it's a very unusual name for the style we play, and it's a very powerful and strong name. We love it. And there's lots of um, space and room for your very own imagination. Who that high fighter is can be you, can be me, can be everyone. Can you give me four words to describe high fighter? Wheat, beer, open mind, and, and lots of creative spirits. <laughs> Spirit, yes. Right, silly question then. Um, Bratwurst or Bex? Bex. I, I'm currently drinking Bex. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not a big Wurst fan. <laughs> it's been awesome chatting to you tonight. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Thank you so much for uh, your support. We hope to see you soon at one of our shows. We hope to come back to the UK, um, play as much as we can, check out our album, Scars and Crosses out tomorrow and um you guys stay high thank you so much hey this is mona of high fighter and you're listening to the metal gods meltdown show